Welcome everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Thoughts have power, Catherine. Words have authority. I say this at least once a day. And defining the words we use accurately is imperative, especially in these times of great confusion, chaos, and dis-ease, so that we can communicate ideas accurately and transforming the quality, I think, of conversations we're having about things and issues that are of huge consequence to our lives. So I'm so thankful to have you here to delve deep into the vocabulary of liberty as opposed to the vocabulary of liberty versus the vocabulary of socialism. One deals with internal cause. The other has more of a focus on external effect. And the reason I think this conversation is so important, because this is not a right or a left issue. This is a laws of nature, self-evident truth, natural consequence. This is a very reasonable conversation, something that everyone can come to the table, even with political, religious disagreements. And we can reason together and say, wow, I never understood that before. I was ignorant, if you will, Mm -hmm. about that before. Perhaps I'm a little bit more dumbfounded than I thought I was. And as a consequence, I've been saying some stupid things to tap into our last podcast. no. (laughs) No, but I do think it's important to have a working understanding of words. So We're in a time in history, we are relearning truth in a way that has been denied us. The way has been uh, miseducation that denies what is actually true. And truth is absolute, not relative. How has it been denied us? It's been hidden away. It's been purposefully, uh, I should say, laid aside for political agendas, I would say. And... I would say power control. Yeah, I would say there's a secular mind and there's a spiritual mind. Uh, the secular denies anything spiritual relative to life, our lives, and evolution. to the individual. To the individual, and uh, we are created beings to be above nature, which is vegetation and animal life and all the materials that we live. Uh, that earth is made of. So, uh, your view of yourself either is secularized or it's spiritual. And I am of the persuasion and understanding that we are more than physical, that man has a soul, uh, a never-dying soul that requires food, and the food is truth, fed it, given it life. And we're denied it, then we're, we're really dried thirsty, hungry souls. I want to talk about the words now and get into very specific words. 
so we can give context for what you just said, so we can give examples. Yes. Liberty, my favorite. Internal cause, right? Freedom. Liber- liberty is a spiritual term. It deals with the freedom, the inward freedom of one's being. True, Our true being is not the body that we walk around in and move around in and act in. But the inner part of the of man is his mind, his heart, and his will or his spirit. I call a human spirit is the will to do, to either live or to die. It's a decision making aspect where we act upon our will internal, which is internal. Decisions are made internally. Affections are created internally, not physically. Of course. We act physically according to the internal operations of mind, will, and heart. Liberty. Liberty. Freedom is? Freedom is the will, mind, and heart not in bondage or enslaved to something that is, I would say, destructive to his own well-being. Freedom is a consequence of liberty. If the internal cause is liberty... Yes. decisions of conscience, the consequence determines the measure of freedom we live with. Our physical freedom. Our physical freedom. Our physical freedom. So freedom's just an, the external consequence, really. It's the effect of it's effect. liberty. If liberty is low in, in measure, then the freedom is limited in the same relative measure. And when we talk about liberty, it means being free from destructive elements that violence, anger, revenge, vengeance, you might say, all those things that need to be restrained in us that produce violent or criminal and even injuries to another being. Liberty is the condition of the soul, not the action, action of okay. the soul. So the okay. condition of the yeah. soul yeah. and the consequence, depending on how we negotiate that conversation in between our mind, our heart, our will, our conscience, the fruit of that determines the measure of freedom external that we live with true and i tend to think i often talk about the central nervous system and the fact that it emotes many things that we often don't fully understand those the emotions right that we experience from each other but the root of those emotions is in the soul which are the feelings happy sad confused so the emotions are generally an external expression of the feelings internal in the soul. So true, true. Okay. Often people say I'm not a spiritual person. I, I mean, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And yet they use secular language to explain that spirituality, which is I always find interesting. So divine love is an invisible heartstring that we have to God. That's a sacred view of love. But the world calls the same thing, unconditional love, which has to do with external. If you have unconditional love, then you must have conditional love. And divine love is neither conditional nor unconditional. It's divine, it's heavenly. And so when you put strings attached to giving affection or giving something called love then it is a it's a bargain 
And divine love is not bargained. It is simply freely given. So good. So divine love is freely, freely given. given. Flowing, everlasting love. Grace. And unconditional love is the opposite. Limited. It's limited. It's limited. So secular, limited. Next word, custom versus culture. There's a lot of talk of culture, but you talk about customs. Customs are habitual, traditional activities or form formalities between different either societies, communities, uh, nations, families even. Culture is a really a, a scientific term which separates man into their separate petri dishes where everything is relative to that petri dish and their equivalent in a sense that equivalent moralities so there is uh, that in itself separates and div is divisive customs unite people uh, over time and uh, generations so it's not divisive customs are people who are joined together by certain ceremonies and activities that unite them. Do you know the one universal principle that unites all humanity across time and culture is? Which I didn't know. Do you know what the one principle is? Tell me. I called Dr. Charles Kraft and another cultural anthropologist that I studied under 20 years ago. The preservation, life. Oh, so life. So to take life without meaning or purpose is absolutely unacceptable universally. If you take life, it has to be intentional or with a life-giving purpose of some sort. So it's life, which is interesting because that's a universal principle to sustain life. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Conscience versus consciousness. Let's talk about internal, external. Okay, well, in internal conscience, external consciousness. Internal is what's sacred, external is secular. Well, again, conscience. I, right, conscience is a faculty or a power that we are each born with, which makes decisions on our own actions or affections. And we judge ourselves according to whether or not they're lawful to ourselves or unlawful. Now, when we say lawful, it's according to the light we understand, according to the revelation we have within ourselves as to what is good. Unlawful is uh, against what is good, what we know based on knowledge. Consciousness is, is not consciousness. I mean, let's pronounce it correctly. C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S is conscious, which is external, which means you are aware of your environment and you react or respond to your environment properly. And so it's a reactive. It's not responsive. That's good. It's reliant on external factors. World versus global. Internal, <clears throat> external. Well, the word world refers to the people on earth. That's what the origin of and derivative of world means. And when it says in Scripture, for God so loved the world, it's not the globe, the, the ball we spin on, but it is the people that live upon 
the earth. Globalism is emphasis is territorial, geographical, physical, external, and geopolitical, they call it, which is expanding the territory of government, human government, rather than dealing with people. Conviction and passion. Uh, <clears throat> conviction is of the mind, which means you're convinced of a thing and are persuaded of a thing, whereas passion is, again, emotional response to a, an idea, and it's not always based on reasonable thought. It's, passion is fire, okay? I always think of the fire. central nervous system reactivities. Okay. It's, a, it's a reaction to something. Conviction is something from deep within. It's within reasoned. Convincing. That's right. Natural depravity versus evil. Natural depravity is a human condition. It's a spiritual condition, actually, that has been transmitted to us over the beginning of, of time, in a sense. Listen, but natural depravity is the cause for evil. That's what we want to say. The evil we see men doing, doing evil, comes from a human condition within. One of the examples I, that come to mind right now is there's so much talk about narcissism, 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 but the root of narcissism is really the pride of man and the depravity of man. But we talk about it in the context as if it's this evil that's come upon us. But to some measure, to some extent, there is a depravity within all of us. If when it's unrestrained, yeah. it becomes evil. Actually, the, the word depravity comes from the word selfish. So when you think about selfishness is the cause for the evil we witness. Right. So this is good. Okay. Internal, divine, law of nature. Law of nature is spiritual. Spiritual. And natural law is physical. That is, deals with the, the way of, I would say, the law of the jungle, of survival. Whereas the law of nature is a term used by historians and philosophers of the past as truly meaning the will of God. So the will of God for all men is life, that he live. And the natural law is survival. And that's a, another emphasis, because survival is meaning the, the survival of the fittest, as opposed to the will of God for all men is to live. Individuality and individualism. Individuality is the uniqueness of every person that has come into this life. He has his own identity, uh, separate from all others. Individualism is an idea where all things are man-centered around himself. What's ism? An ism is an idea that governs everything else that a person does. It's the source and origin of all thought and actions, which is himself. What's good for me? It feels good, do it. Isms deal more in the collective. Well, not only collective, but it's a, it's 
one idea that drives everything or everyone is a driver. It's an ideology. Independence versus isolation. Independence is to be free from the control of another. Self-supporting, in a sense. And isolation is separateness where there is no contact whatsoever with any anyone of society. It's like the island is isolated by waters. But independence is acting as, as a free person with others. My favorite, communion versus community. Communion is a common, common conversation or common communication where people are, are bound, voluntarily bound by common thought common principles, common language, understanding. Community is a collective term of some geographical location. It could be a large community, a world community, international community, or it could be your neighborhood. But emphasis is collective. Driven by the ideology of the group. And not absolutely the, the uniqueness of the individual within that community. That's right. But communion means there is that unity and communication, and communication, language, ideas, principles. I love that. I believe that the individual is lost in the community because the community and the group think is essential to drive the ideology of the community whereas the communion is different the joining it, of individuals the joining of individuals with with a conversation a language and mm-hmm. here comes the meaning of words mm-hmm. providential versus coincidence providential means that there's a director in this movie we called history the director is the one who tells the story and unfolds the plot and directs, shall we say, instructs the actors or prepares the actors for his part. So providence is another word for God himself, who, who is interested and who is without violation of individuality or one's own will to choose, moves history towards greater and greater liberty for the individual as we look retrospectively. Whereas the idea of coincidence is sort of random random acts that somehow collide or come together by accident. And there are no accidents in history. If we think of and understand God as divine providence, Ruling and overruling. Mentality versus mindset. A mentality is a characteristic of a, of a person's intellectual bent, where his mind is bent. A mentality is the state of mind that reasons anything that 
occurs in the site, I suppose. Whereas mindset is, again, something that is sort of frozen and unchangeable. Mentality means there's a flexibility, there's uh, room for growth and expansion. It's active, it's alive, but mindset means it's like set in stone and unchangeable. And there is a goal to, to establish mindsets that are trained or conditioned to a certain uh, fix, fixity. Principles and values. A principle is the foundation of a thing. It's the source and origin of a thought, of an act, of an attitude, something internal. Whereas the idea of value is, it's a slide rule, a sliding scale. When I think of value, I think of colors having value. There's dark uh, tone and tints, and so they're changeable values. And it's a broad stroke. Everybody has values. And when you mention the value, people are thinking relative to themselves. But it's not, and it's not as general. But principles are set. Give versus share. When we give, it's individual. It's independent. It is by voluntary, voluntary consent. Voluntary giving. Yeah. Okay. Voluntary consent. When we share, it denies the personal property of another to voluntarily give. It means there is no ownership. Sharing is common ownership if such a thing exists, but it's communal. To share is more communal. To give is individual. Yeah. Yeah. To give is individual. It's a respect for private property. Representative republic versus a democracy. Representative republic means that the people choose the rulers to rule them because the representatives are the lawmakers. They're the deciders of law or no law. And, but the people choose those rulers for themselves, and they usually come, always come from the people who are of the people. A democracy is simply mob or collective rule where all participate in lawmaking, which is majority rule and denying the individual protections and privileges or liberty. So it's liberty for the majority, whereas the minority party or numbers are uh, denied. God-given rights versus human rights. God-given rights are the universal claims that every human being has been given by creation. And history has devolved these to be life coming from God, not man, liberty given by God, not man, because God gives each man his natural liberty not to be imposed upon or forced against his own will. Whereas, and of course, out of his hands comes his property, work, his the fruits of his labor would be his property. When we think of uh, human rights, those are rights coming from man, and they are given or taken away from man. God gives inalienable rights. Man has rights based upon political favor or disfavor. 
when humans decide what human rights are, that means humans can dispose when they're given, when they're taken away. Absolutely. When God, yeah. by the way, substantiated by laws of nature, things that are self-evident, appeal to our natural affections, knowing that something bigger than us sustains our lives. When God gives that life, God decides when and how and yes, why. Absolutely. And God disposes of those things. And it's interesting, the arrogance that comes in ones and the humility that must come with the other. Just interesting. Good. Voluntary union versus social contracts. Voluntary union, again, is the choosing of individuals to join in a collaborative or collective act. It can be temporary or can be permanent. Whereas we have in the other, which is contract, it's a, a legal joining that is binding and that is again between man and government, whereas there is the force of law, by force of law, it's not voluntary on either part. What's an opponent? Versus, or are you done with that one? Sorry. Okay. okay. Opponent versus an enemy. Okay. An opponent is one who would oppose or stand against a position. Okay. That's an opponent, an opposer. Resistance. Someone who creates resistance. Opponent who mm -hmm. is obstructs. Mm -hmm. Okay. An enemy is one who is an aggressor, who designs injury to another person. Can you think of any words you'd like to add? I think we've filled our cup. we filled our cup. The vocabulary of liberty and universal principles, I think, is it's important to understand the distinction between words and a sacred way of communicating and a secular way of communicating. All right, everyone, to learn more about Catherine Ding and the Philomath Foundation, please go to philomathfoundation.com. That's P-H-I-L-O mathfoundation.com. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week.